The secret is out. For decades, your organization stayed in the shadows, hiding the truth. But now we know they're among us. Heroes. And monsters. The world is full of wonders. We can't explain everything we see, but our eyes are open. So what now? There are no more shadows for you to hide in. Something impossible just happened. What are you going to do about it? Previously on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You were dead for days. I wanted to die. And we should have let you. We gave you a pleasant memory of a beautiful island. You spent no time at the Academy. And then go to your S.H.I.E.L.D. Hogwarts or whatever. And then know it for is an object of unknown origin. Kind of like you. This guy's trying to ID the agent that dropped her off at the orphanage. We agreed to protect her from the truth. You have to decide why you're here. If you can't put aside your personal attachments, then you shouldn't be here. Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of the Colson Lives podcast. Tonight we are talking about the episode Seeds. Woo! As always, I am Daniel James. I'm Rudy Schubach. And I'm Claire Hungate Hawk. <laughs> Apparently, I am the talkative one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, episode 12 of season one, titled Seeds, written by Jed Whedon and Monica Breen, and directed by Kenneth Fink. And in this episode, while investigating a problem at S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy, Coulson and Melinda turn up unexpected information about Skye's parents. That is probably my least favorite of their synopsis. Yeah. Because they're foregrounding the side quest. Yeah, which is technically true, but... That's not the main thrust of this episode. This week on Colson Coles, on Lives, no, uh, <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, the team goes to uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Shield Academy, Academy to investigate a attack on students, focusing around a strange ice-creating device. How cool is you. that? Yeah. It's pretty good. It it's very, bad. very cool. And the effect was it's really extremely well Extremely cool. Almost <laughs> painfully uh, cool. Oh, it took me a little while. Ha, see? Oh, puns or punches? Yeah, he's a little slow, and he's not the one doing the pun. <laughs> Funny how that he's works. Gonna, you punch yourself in the shoulder right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, I liked that they went back to the yeah, Shield Academy. Yeah, uh, The first shot we see of it, though, is a bunch of... Stereotypical nerdy-looking kids at the science and technology course. There. Yeah, well, that was cool. a little bit like, okay, we've now got the stereotype hammer right over the head. Thanks. Not only that, who, but who says out. who says that scientists always have to be nerdy? Right. But if they were sciencey and muscular, they would probably say, "Well, you probably want to be an operative." I mean, muscle. they don't have to be muscular. Just like I no. wish they just filmed this on some college campus and regular people. Day. Yeah, just just not well, even hire extras. Just have normal people walking by. Yeah, 
the although it got me when you go into the thing, the girl who's playing pool with Ward in the episode, and then you're like, okay, and we've gone through our entire pool of extras and picked the most stereotypical hot girl mm-hmm. for Ward to ogle while he tries to get information. <laughs> he was pressing Thanks. her for information hard. No. <laughs> He's pressing her hard for information. Melinda May <laughs> might kill him. That is true. He's pressing on the Colson nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, there. It's in my quote section. But beyond that little misstep where, yeah, I wasn't too happy about that. I got past it, but it was just the first step of, okay, so just because... They look like this, and they're smart. That means, you know, they have they have to go to Psyops Academy, mm-hmm. which was a little. Oh, uh, it all makes sense. But because um, remember but earlier good. on in the podcast when we were talking about how Psyops was a thing, and we thought it was like potentially a school for psychic talent. It would have been cool if that was what it was. It makes more sense for it to be a science. And operations school psyops. Yeah, definitely a lot more sense. Mm. I still think it would have been neat if it was the other way. Yeah. But <laughs> one spooky school that's all about testing your brains for paranormal intent, experience, and talent. You totally lost the thread of that, didn't you? <laughs> yes, we did, didn't I? <laughs> Okay, moving on. Timey wimey. So, having the two as instigators, I what was the the one kid was Donnie, I think. Yes. And I don't have also the name known of the other as one. Blizzard. Wow. Also known as Blizzard. I was wondering. I have a note at the end that says, "And now he's an ice villain." So is Joy. he? Is he the counter to Iceman? I guess Bobby Drake. I don't know. All I know is that in IMDb he is listed as Donnie Gill slash Blizzard, and the other guy uh, is Ian Quinn. No, that's the evil guy. Seth. That's Seth that's Dormer real. is the other Seth. student. The one in Akira dies. Yeah. Although I don't get the step of so I've killed somebody. It's my fault. I was doing a bad thing. Therefore, I'm going to be evil now. Because that is a totally coherent logic chain. What? For, for me, I started seeing him getting the so the seeds of seeds. Ah, seeds. Hey, um, nice. The seeds of the bad guy in him when they were talking about plutonium, and he's like, you know, plutonium could, you know, power a city, or it could become a nuclear bomb. The guy was like, yeah, power it could go. The power is in flux. It can go either way. And he was thinking. I think he was foreshadowing yeah, himself. I didn't see it at that point i mean foreshadowing yes but it's just it seems like there's a a a link in that logic that we're missing because it does look overbent um because uh at first he's the one saying we've got to reverse it we got to stop it we got to you know this is bad we and and his friend's the one who's pushing 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 and all about the money and it's not about the money, money. and um 
I don't see where he suddenly jumps to, I've got to be all bad now. That's fair. And I agree with you. Perhaps he will not become bad. I doubt it. Blizzard is not really a hero name. No, not so much. Johnny Storm, the human torch. Mm, I mean, it's just a matter of perspective. Yeah. Okay. We shall see. I'm 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 ready to be wrong, but. And he also had a kind of evil smirk in the end when he froze the car window. That's true. We should call him Jack Frost. Absolutely no. Jackass Frost. All right, I'm kind of glad that he's a, tech, he's a tech specialist who now just has inherent powers. So it's like, now he's not just going to be inventing stuff. He well, maybe just, he just also build. fried his brain. You don't know. That's true. It could be. Hopefully. I don't know. We, we just need to see something. We need to see that link, like you said. Yeah. It kind of feels like we're stockpiling villains. Yeah. A little bit, it's yeah. Origin story after origin story after origin story, and then it's gonna, all going to come together in one, one big Well, we've story. only got two right now that are, you know, real villain types that aren't, you know, part of Centipede or died. <laughs> well, we've got the Clairvoyant and with, well, the, with the part of Centipede. Okay, so we've got Centipede, we've got Avalanche, Blizzard. Avalanche, Blizzard. Blizzard and... We and... Have Quinn. Yeah. Now. Well, no, he's... A little different because he's part of centipede well no, related we to but i'm talking i'm talking about the um way back uh in episode three which i'm looking at my notes which is the asset when um that whole gravitonium thing yeah the gravity well and the guy trapped in the gravity well i think his name is graviton i think Something along those lines is his uh, villain name. Yeah. So we've got him, and now we've got Blizzard. What a terrible name. Because the other guy from Girl in the Flower Dress uh, was fried. Yep. <laughs> He's, He's gone. He's a little exploded. We don't have to we worry about him. His head is no longer his head anymore. Yeah. Though they should have given him... Called Scorch. Who, mm-hmm. Which is even the most supervillain name ever, but he's dead, so we don't have to worry about him, probably. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but it does feel a bit like we're okay. So here's this one, and here's this one. We'll just put those in our back pocket. Yeah. Well, now we have Mike, who is not necessarily a supervillain, but under supervillain control. control. Yeah. I'm kind of lumping him in with Centipede. Because we we learned that they had that eye um, camera control bomb thing right. before. Death eye, as I like to call it. Death eye. Death eye. I like it. It's death to everybody else and also death for the person it's in. Mm-hmm. I like it. Cool. So did you guys like the uh, intro? Like it just jumps us off. Dives us right into the pool scene. Well, the crazy thing is that... I was confused. The Donnie guy looks enough like um, Fitz that I thought they were showing us Fitz in... I had the exact same reaction. I thought it was a flashback. It was that moment of, 
Are we flashing back? Yeah, are we seeing Fitz in school? Because that's cool. I'm down for a flashback episode. Why not? And, and then, it was sort of a flashback episode, but not like literal. Yeah. And that whole scene does make more sense once you know that the guy who gets frozen is in on it because that means Donnie was there either to set off the device or as a to backup break him out in case if, he, got, in case caught. he yeah. got caught. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I was pretty mad about it. Like it, it just there wasn't much going on, and then I saw the shield logo. I'm like, oh, what? And that was about it as far. For as... some reason, I knew. I feel like I knew we were at Academy, and it might have been because in the little preamble where they're talking about last time on Shield, they like bring up the fact that that Sky never went to mm-hmm. Academy and yada yada mm-hmm. yada Academy, mm-hmm. like which is why I thought it was a flashback. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. So it was maybe a little confusing, but it, it served its purpose of getting us intrigued into the show. Yeah, definitely. If we hadn't had that last time on section, it would have been really confusing. Mm. Which I think that's why they have it, because we haven't had much of those. Mm, and that's true. these well, kind of the shows tend to only have those when they're necessary to refresh us on stuff that happened six or seven episodes ago that we might not remember. Yeah, that's true. And, and yeah. And since we just had the, the season break Mm. as Rudy is mumbling over here, um, (laughs) it makes more sense too. Like you might not remember this thing that happened a couple months ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. For all of you out there who aren't taking notes when you watch these episodes. Good, good. You no, know, not us. Yeah, not yeah, us. Because we're taking notes. So <laughs> we I can back my have points to discuss. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we don't forget the quotes that we like. I have yeah. like three. So we had the main plot of the majority of the team trying to figure out Mm -hmm. what happens with what happens, ends up being Blizzard. And then we've got the subplot of May and Coulson hunting down Sky's past. Which was nice and short to the point. Mm. Like Um, when we first (laughs) see them driving around, I'm like, oh, hey, they're not with the rest of the team. I didn't even realize that. And then there's just like a four-minute scene or something split up over the commercial mm-hmm. break, but four minutes of just them, which is probably some of the best part of this episode is their yeah. interaction. Them just sitting there talking, that was one of my favorite that dialogues. Was great. Yeah. This is all really and good. And the way they broke it was fabulous. Yeah. That was absolutely perfect. <laughs> and the the timing on the dialogue was just pitch perfect. It it felt it was one of the very few times that it felt like it had like the perfect amount of Joss Whedon sparkle. Mm-hmm. Like you can catch glimmers of it, but that was like the a perfect Joss scene. A Whedon it was Whedon esque, mm-hmm. as the blog, the popular Whedon blog would say. And it's this one's written by his brother Jed, so that makes a lot of sense because he has a very similar style. Yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah, that's probably why I liked that stuff so much because he had a hand in it. 
Yeah, it read well, flowed well. It had a lot of snappy, um, not necessarily one-liners, but comebacks and that th- sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like the moment where Ward is supposed to go to the parking garage. He's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Opens the door. Here. I can make it. Opens the door. I can't yeah, make it. <laughs> I can't make it. <laughs> that was great. I love, I love that. I was afraid for a moment when he opened the door that he was going to be like, okay, here we go. Because that would have been idiotic. It would have been a really nice touch if he had run off into the store at storm and then got picked up by Augusta wind and thrown across the screen. That I mean. <laughs> yeah, but we I think we probably need him for later. We do need him to be alive. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> but like maybe you find him a couple of days later naked in a field, <laughs> like those cows that you find sometimes. <laughs> no. <laughs> or frogs in in. Funny, yes. Working and fitting within the episode, no. So probably just as well. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the big reveal that Sky is an 084. Oh my god. Object Which, of I mean, unknown origin. How do you have an object of unknown origin that is a child? Uh, I mean, I, I have a hint. Honestly. She came from a vagina. If she's human, <clears throat> and we're assuming she's human at this point. Because probably that would have come up at some point. And there's no real, yeah, there's no reason to think otherwise. Right. So if she's human, she had parents at some point. I don't think she was probably cloned. I mean, I could be wrong. She showed up in like a South American village. Yeah. She shows up in the middle of nowhere, pretty much. So she's piled all right maybe as is implied she has some sort of powers except no one's ever seen her actually use them mm-hmm. all we know is how that she's do a bad you luck get time. yeah how do you get <laughs> from child to object of unknown origin yeah she's a kid. she came from this place it'd be more like potential asset or something like that instead of and 084. I wonder if the the thing about her foster families was because every family she went to, someone ended up getting hurt, and so they kept pushing her along. Well, no, because remember the guy said that the agent who was killed set it up so the foster system moved her around. Mm. To keep her from being tracked or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Which obviously was yeah, a terrible <laughs> thing to do to a kid. I kind of get why they did it, but there had to have been a better way. Absolutely. It almost feels like they gave us a hint of the answer to Coulson's mystery. So they're like, oh, we need a new mystery. It almost feels like Sky being an 084 is just replacing Coulson being alive. Except that we still don't know why he's alive. Well, yeah, we that, that's the case. Crazy. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of happy with the the way that the sky story is coming together. Like whether or not this is a this is a thing to draw heat off of the fact that we had a major development in the Coulson story. Um, I think that <clears throat> this is an interesting turn for this for the sky arc because one it solidifies her like like Coulson said. In fact, she found faith in the family that she's had all along, which is Shield, and that's going to drive her further into this. Shield, um, Bramble Patch. 
And uh, and with Coulson going sort of renegade and thinking that he needs to root up all the secrets, um, she's seeing a side of S.H.I.E.L.D. that's not typical, which is the open and honest, and that's what she's sort of yeah. driving for, too, is an honest government organization founded in secrecy <laughs> and her history. You know, I just had a thought, and it's totally random, but if Coulson is now on the honesty bandwagon, he and Tony Stark might get along really well right this second. Yeah, right? They could I mean, Tony's the world. I mean, before, they kind of got along okay. You know, that sort of adversarial, I can hack your AI whenever I want way. Um, but I think that they, they're they much more on the same page now. Agreed. I wonder if Tony's got the secrets to Coulson's death because he did still have a little hacky command system thingy on the. Well, but that assumes that he knows to look. That's true. Yeah. Which he shouldn't, because he's right. not level seven. But you know, he is also paranoid. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you think of the main story with Blizzard? I liked a lot of it. I don't know if I liked the they were the I don't know if I liked Seth. I don't know if I liked the the powerful financial backer. I really don't know if I liked the moment where the powerful financial backer Quinn was like, "Oh, by the way, the clairvoyant wanted me to say hello." It's like you're like what? Yeah, you you could see him twirling his mustache at that moment. Yes, where's the <laughs> the big Persian cat? Yeah, exactly. He's on. A, he's already on a jet with, uh, you know, st- st- classic stewardesses. Refresh, darling. Would you refresh my drink? Yeah, he just needs the the big white Persian cat and, and a diamond at the end of a gold cane and a mustache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, those those beats I agree with you with. Cat. Totally, totally but, over the top. But the story with, with, you know, trying to lure Fitz and Simmons back to their alma mater through, you know, uh, using their own tech against them and then bringing them in for consulting. And then it seemed like a really convoluted plan that just happened to work out really well. But the the moment-to-moment storytelling in it was really good. I agree with that. Yeah, like the overall, the impetus of these these kids – felt really shaky but the story itself what we got to see worked it's just that their their background um logic was a little really that's 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 the route you're gonna take yeah (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna lure a guy back so he can be on the investigation and hope that he comes to hang out with you and solves and you and gets interested when you show him the small projects, so that you show him the big projects, and then can solve them. And the only reason he goes and hangs out with you is because the guy from operations said, "Oh yeah, maybe you should go make sure he's okay." Mm. Yeah, it was a little. It, it was it's a, little a lot of um, little things fitting together to make the thing, the big thing, happen that shouldn't be plannable. But the boulder that gets rolled down the hill is great. Yeah, I like yeah. that. The momentum of it was nice. Yeah, I, I think the whole 
storytelling aspect of it worked really well. I think they executed it very, very well because you're, you're with them the entire time and like, Oh, maybe the other girl did it. Yeah. looks like it. Oh no. Cause they kind of hint at that earlier and, and then you realize, Nope, they're just lying to you. It was actually the kid all the time. Yeah, yeah. it was a setup. Um, the woman who plays the agent in charge of the um, of the academy was uh, a, was an old uh, Doctor Who extra. Nice. I don't remember what episode, but I totally caught her, and I was like, "Oh, I love that person." And then our friend who also watches Doctor Who came to was like, "Oh, I love that person." <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's my non sequitur for the episode. Mm. Number three. Number <laughs> Probably. I did not recognize her. I have not seen whatever episode she's in yet. I think it's the one where they have computers in their brains. Yep, I haven't seen that one. There they are. So good to see you. You look as lovely as ever. I can come. Thank you. Agent Ward, pleasure to have you, sir. Agent Weaver, there's a list of suspects? Based on the level of intelligence it would take to put a device together like the one we found, we've narrowed it down to the top 10% of our cadets. I'm worried there's a bad seed. Ops and scientists have differences, but both have to be careful about what we call bad seeds. People want to use the tools we give them. Bad seed isn't a shield term, Ward. Just a term. I know you've already questioned the victim, but I have a few questions I'd like to ask him myself. I'll arrange for you to talk to Seth Dormer when he's out of class. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'd like to get Agent Fitz and Simmons settled into the lecture hall. Look at them. The popular kids. Who knew? I did. Come on. Well, we have a minute. I think there's something you want to see. All right. Shall we move on to the characters? Yes, please. Yes. Let's do so. It's cool to see May caring about Coulson enough to try and jumpstart him. Yeah. Yeah. Because it shows that she does have emotions and character and depth. And stuff. And also just makes for a fun time watching her talking a lot. Mm-hmm. And Coulson being quiet, which is opposite of them normally. Okay. Yeah, although, I don't know. The the quiet thing felt like we got a little pushed. Um, I don't know. It seemed a little forced at the beginning. You kind of get why he is he's quiet and he's thinking, but it seemed a little like, and now everybody notice this. Notice, notice. Which hey, I was hey guys, Coulson's upset. Hey. Yeah. Exactly. But I think the way we got the May pulling him out of that at least momentarily felt felt real. So I was less annoyed at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was cool to see like her her drawing him out gave us in a way that television shows can't really do it an insight into his head. Like it gave him a venue for him to just be able to speak his mind. <laughs> Which is that idea that he's like, I'm, I'm through with secrets. I want to root out all the secrets. Yeah. Which is cool. I like that. We'll see how that goes for him. No, yeah, and then absolutely. seeing her build up to telling him, no, that's Ward and I are sleeping together. 
and yep. instantly. Oh, we've says, got him. Just, Time I'll to go. Now. She literally says, uh, Warden and I are having sex. I, I got him. And then they run. Yeah, Agent Warden and I are having sex. That's <laughs> like, yep. And and since we're on this, I have, the give, I, yeah, truck. Truck. <laughs> I have to give a pickup truck. I have to give a shout out to the costumer in this because she's wearing boots so you can actually run in. Yay! They're nice. a little high, but they actually have a heel so that you can run instead of breaking your ankles. I'm so well done. <laughs> awesome. Good, good. We get a reference to Bucky Barnes. Yeah, we yeah. do. Which made me go, yay. Yeah, I pricked up my ears just for yeah. a second. I was like, oh, oh, I see what they did there. And and then we were back. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Captain Rogers was on it while he was presumed dead. Well, since Bucky died presumably before him, I would imagine so. Mm. Yeah. How do they uncarve his name out of the marble when he comes back to life? The Maybe they shield. Just do you think they wouldn't be able to figure that one out? And they wait <laughs> until he actually dies, and then they'll peel it off again. There he goes. <laughs> I mean, that would be really tacky, but... <laughs> Or maybe they just leave it in. You they say honorary. Smiley, they smiley put, face no, on top they, of it. they put just a little, they etch it in honorary. Honorary. I mean, he should well, still be on the wall of valor. You know, because that, that's a pretty big thing to do. You basically kill yourself because everybody else he ever knew and his entire culture has moved on. He was one so of the it's, yeah, I think it still counts. Cool. We've already talked about the cadets looking like nerds. We already talked about Sky being an 084. Mm-hmm. Donnie is the youngest kid at, at uh, PsyOps since Fitzsimmons. Since Fitzsimmons, so we presume that they were younger when they started. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah, considering he's 18. <laughs> It explains why they're so weird, yeah, weirdly young and bad with uh, regular people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, they even said that about the other guy. They're like, look, he's just not very good at talking to people who are below 183. They're like, oh, IQ. Okay, I get it. Okay. So yeah. maybe that's the problem with Fitz and Simmons. Their IQ is just so high that they can't relate to normal people. I just think they haven't been socialized enough. Probably also true. Yep, definitely a combination. Too much science, not enough playing. Although that club that they've got at their school is ridiculous. Yeah. The boy, the boiler room. It's a club. It's a dance club. I want one of those. With a pool table and a bar. With a bar that's bartended by robots. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. I. I I want one. Um, I don't know how that was supposed to work. Like, is it supposed to still be a secret? Because it started off as just a place where they can go to escape, and then kind of grew into that huge. Thing. I mean, the it it's to the point where the headmistress knows, in case of emergency, get everyone to the boiler room. That's so true. So I guess not so secret. It's that kind of. Oh, it's totally secret so that we know where the students are going when they don't want us to see them. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Lord knows if they're really the psy the psyops that they probably got the place bugged. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and it's it's just I mean that's just good practice. You know your students are going to try to skirt around authority. So you have them find a place and then when you know where that place is, you just keep it on the download that you know where it is because then they don't go somewhere else. Just where quietly you might monitor not know where they are. Exactly. Logic. Woo. Yep. Parenting. <laughs> that too. Well, isn't that basically what teaching is sometimes? Yep. <laughs> Correct. Cool. Uh, only other character thing I have is Ian Quinn is a dick. Yep. Yes, he is. That is true. And I wrote that before we realized he was part of Centipede or connected to Centipede in some fashion. Yeah. Basically, a dick. Um. Yeah, that's that's that. Is that a design for organic light emitting diodes? For active camouflage, I'm thinking. Huh. An ionized air cannon. It's so small. Oh, I was able to double the pressurization by making it. By making it compact? Clever. Must say, these ideas are way beyond what I was toying with in my first few months. You shouldn't keep these big ideas to yourself. You should run them by your instructors. These aren't my big ideas. Shall we get to tech? Yeah. So we've got the ice things. Whatever. The little versions. Which... It reminds me of something, but I can't put my finger on what it reminds me of. The device itself? Yeah, the, the little the little do? device. No, just the visuals, what it looks like. It looks like the containers of ooze from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Only blue instead of purple? Yeah. Maybe. I don't think that's what I was thinking of, though. No, but that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Does it look like the ammunition canisters for hydro weapons? Kind of. That might be where I was thinking. The the blue and the little, little pellet things. Um, I'm not sure. That might be it. That color blue, when you're talking um, this particular universe, kind of ties in with Hydra pretty mm -hmm. much all the time. I don't think mm -hmm. this is meant to, but it's it's kind of a a link they've set up visually. Yeah, so far. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting have, device. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I necessarily know how it works. How can they direct it that well? How does it... Well, the one was the, dropped the in the pool, pool filter. Sense. That one made sense. But, like, the fact that they can, they can direct it enough to have it creep across the floor and crawl up one specific guy. Well, I wonder, because it was under his seat... And since mm -hmm. he's in on it, which we don't know at the time, but now we know he's in on it, what if he just kicked it to turn it on and then he just staggered a couple of steps, but it had already discharged itself on him? That's the impression that I got from it. Right. Yeah. And it makes sense. He staggers to the middle. I mean, he's going towards the stairs. So he gets away from the 
I think it was a girl. Anyway, whoever was sitting next to him. Because at that point, he's not, you know, homicidal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at that point. Yeah, at that he's point, he just there. wants a friend who knows uh, more about science than him. No, I don't know. That whole friendship seems so terribly one-sided to me. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Not healthy. More people. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of wish that he had been manipulated a bit more. He's also got the knockout gun that he made that's like concentrated air or sign sound or something that just knocks fits right well, off his yeah. and had a pretty big lump on his head judging by the ice pack that he's yeah. holding in the next scene yeah we had those uh, he mentions his design for organic LEDs yeah. To be mm-hmm. used in uh, camouflage, so I imagine we'll be seeing those in the future. Yeah. Well, he's going Probably to... Probably on him. Yeah. And then we've got the big storm. Well, it becomes a storm machine. Mm-hmm. The hail generator. And considering that it's busted, not that he can't necessarily remake it if he goes all supervillain... But the parts are apparently expensive, so we might not be seeing that one again for a while. But once he's an a-hole, he can extort people through pain and freezing their body things. Yeah, also he's kind of developed the power, so does he really need the device again? That's what I mean. That's true. Well, he might need it if he wants to actually do a Superstorm again, because he is only so tall. That's true. This five-yard radius will be Superstorm. <laughs> now I will block traffic. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's a true villain right there. I'm going to go to L.A. and block the main freeways. <laughs> well, he doesn't have to. They're already slow. We'll shut down com- oh, no, not, not L.A.? Okay. Uh... And then my favorite bit of tech this episode, we get to see Lola fly again. Yay! Yep. Finally. And really fly. She was up like a story at least. Yeah. My name is Agent Phil Colson with Shield. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> who did he think was after them? Wasn't he kind of who running from Shield? The other people who was killing the other people? Do we? We don't really find out who those people are, though. Nope. Nope. It's never told that it's Centipede. If it ends up being Centipede, I'm gonna be really mad. Yeah. Because that is, it should that is be the Hydra. Long game, though, for or, Centipede, that is a really long game. It could mm-hmm. be. It could be any number of other Marvel verse criminal organizations. But if everything. Like literally everything ties back to centipede. It's just too clean. It's too. It's too general. That's fair. It would be boring. True. And then we would have nowhere to move forward. Yep. All right. 
Cool. Yeah, that's all I have for tech. That's all I got. Yeah. All right, what's up? You tell me. You're talking more than ever. Because you're not. And you suddenly became active on the Sky investigation? She's proved herself. Stepped up in a big way for our team, for you. Is that it? Or is it just to distract me? Both. I know you're having a hard time believing what... They changed my memories. I used to say they didn't change more. I say. I know you, Phil. And I knew you before. You'd know I'd be the first to go down that road if I thought it led somewhere. Do you believe me, at least? Do you? Yes. Good. But I'm tired of secrets, so I'm glad we're here. We need to root out all the secrets. Agent Ward and I have been having sex. I got him. Oops. Uh, first quote was happened. My first quote happened really early in the episode. Uh, they're talking about um, Operations Academy versus. Uh, Science Academy versus Logistics Academy. And uh, um, Fitz goes, oh, it's by far the easiest one to get into. And that, that's that's one where you would be, Sky. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah, there, there was that one. And then Ward says something, uh, some sort of plan. And somebody responds with, uh, I think it's Simmons responds with, that's a wonderful idea. And Fitz says, yeah, Ward has those from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. This is definitely Fitz's episode. He got to be a hero, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Another another Fitz uh, quote, they were walking down the stairs talking about how much younger they are. And he was like, you'll be jealous. You'll be jealous, wrinkly old hags. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Well, and I've got another one. Um, Fitz talking about Simmons. That she likes homework more than life itself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Simmons I might technically be smarter. Be smarter. But she likes, it's because she likes homework more than life itself. She does kind of strike me as that kind of person. Oh, all yeah. the research, all the time. And hands on, you know, since she's biochem. Yeah. And then the other one that I have is, is the pairing of when there's, when, um, Colson and May are sitting in Lola of we need to root out all the secrets and yep. right on its its tail. Agent Ward and I are having sex. I found him. <laughs> We're like, yeah. Although I had this moment when he said we have to root out all the secrets where I went, you do realize where you work. Yeah. But there's such That's honesty It's going in that, to take a while. Not that I don't think that he wants to do it and that he's willing to go the extra mile, just that I'm thinking, you know, there's that quote of uh, of Tony's, actually, in Avengers, of uh, talking about Fury, that he's, he's the spy's spy. His secrets have secrets. He's the ultimate spy, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is true, because now Coulson is one of his secrets, and Coulson yeah. has secrets. What? Oh, I see. 
That wasn't how I meant it, but Thanks I like the way punches. that works. <coughs> yeah, fun. You're ready to roll today. Yeah. I'm glad that Coulson stayed with that, even after May was in the mindset of we can't tell her, she can't know. Yeah. And then Coulson. Well, he knew she's in a place told where he's told in a... Sky, and I think that was important. He's in a place where, like, he's he's hurting because an important secret about his life was was held from him, and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to be the person doing that to someone else right now. Which is why, as a, from a character perspective, it totally makes sense, um, and it's really cool to see how Sky is dealing with that emotionally and could we have trusted Coulson? Like, I mean, they're totally different scenarios, of course, but could we have trusted Coulson to be able to take his near death in his stride and, and rally basically. Yeah. Just block out the pain parts, but leave everything else. Yeah. Yeah. The last question about that whole thing is not necessarily how they did it or where they did it or what, but but why was he so important that he had that they had to bring him back? Um, which is a question I hope they answer in a long in the long game. And also how he was brought back, not just answering the Tahiti question. Yeah. Yep. And obviously. Well, there should be information in the file that he was pouring over. We don't know what it is yet. And whether it's all there as well. Well, some of those pictures are really spooky. Yep. The body bag. Morgue photos. Ah. How the hell did he get those two? May got them, we presume? Who knows? From Fury? <laughs> Or the uh, doctor had them. Yeah. Either of those would have worked. Cool. And when we get there? We mingle, low key. You and Sky get comfortable with the students, see if you can get them gossiping. Sky looks young enough to blend in. You're not exactly old man River, and Fitz looks younger than us. Time will come when you won't make fun of me for that. You'll be jealous. You'll be jealous, wrinkly old hacks. I want Fitz to go talk to Donnie. Sorry? Donnie's withdrawn. He might know more than he's letting on. You're a hero here, Fitz. He looks up to you. Go hang out with him. Even if he has no clue who might be after him, he could use a friend. That is a wonderful idea. Ward has them from time to time. I'll meet you later. Any speculations before we head out? Um, I'm kind of speculation-free this episode. We we saw some things. I mean, the, the stuff that we already addressed about Sky. Um, but we're not really moving forward in anything except a character way yeah. for the rest of it. <coughs> I think if I were to speculate about anything, it would be the nature of the of her 084-ish-ness. And the only thing that I can presume is that she has some sort of negative probability about her like she she brings she literally a bad luck charm but that hasn't that hasn't presented itself in the episode at all like i can't imagine why because like everyone keeps saying you know at the village they were talking about how she she was you know 
bad or something and then everyone who sort of is around her ends up dead or something like those are the two the two in-text hints that we got from it i may go back and rewatch and, and see what those two things are but they only say two things literally about what what why she is an uh, an object and not a person um and they're very vague so it's hard to speculate from two half comments cool yeah i really have no new speculations just the stuff we've discussed before i i've got nothing on sky your your theory sounds okay <laughs> why not well my speculations of the show have already been uh oh for one he's not a robot i don't <laughs> think that's fully been ruled out yet thanks for keeping open live buddy <laughs> i appreciate that cool um, I guess we'll uh, sign off real quick and then come back for a real brief spoiler segment because there is some news that people might not want to hear, but they might. Just a little bit of casting news. So, as always, thank you for listening. If you'd like to leave us feedback, you can uh, send us an email at colsonlivespodcast at gmail.com or go to colsonlivespodcast.blogspot.com. Please search for us on Facebook and on iTunes and like and rate and review us there. It's always good fun. If you want to check out our other podcasts, the Mainframe Chronicle podcast, the Rogue Arrow podcast, and the Cinemasters podcast, go over to almppodcasts.blogspot.com. That's so hard to say. <laughs> ALMP. Is there... A moniker we could use for that. Wait, shorten it. Make it bite-sized. Omp. It's already bite-sized. That's the problem. Yeah. That's... Why A-L-M-P? Autological Media Productions. Is that your... Whatchamacallism? Yeah. Your, your <laughs> publishing house or whatever? Whatchamacallism? Yeah. <coughs> That's me. My... Air quotes production company. It's <laughs> cool. I've got an air quotes uh, design firm. We were signing off. Oh, sorry. We were sure. doing that. Yes. Thank you. Please uh, as always, I'm Daniel, Daniel James. James. And oh, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Amazing Base. Amazing B A S S. I'm Rudy Shubak. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, this will be one of the rare times I spell it out. Shubak R. That's S C H U E P. B-A-C-H-R. <laughs> and I'm Claire on Gatehog. Cool. Who thinks Twitter is the devil? <laughs> no, actually I got hacked the other day though, what? so I had to reset everything. Why? No. Why hack nobodies who have nothing? Well, I mean... literally the last time I posted was probably six months ago. So mm. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Weaver asked if you two could speak to the student body about potentiality. Calm them down. Of course. The talk. We've all heard the talk. I haven't. I guess you will. Well, I've heard a lot about the Academy. I'm excited to finally see it. Me too. Never been to SciTech before. Never? Huh. 
The different S.H.I.E.L.D. academies don't interact? Not much. Academy of Communications does, but they're the biggest and focused on data analysis. By far the easiest to get into. That's where you'd be, Sky. Thanks. Operations is the most aggressive program. More people wash out of operations than the other academies. So which one's the hardest to get into? I'm picking up on the rivalry between sciences and operations. You and Coulson passed all that, or are you going to help Ward steal their mascot? We're not going. After we drop you off, Coulson and I have other matters to attend to. So, spoiler segment. If you don't want to find out who's been cast, turn off the podcast now. Because uh, it was announced today that a no- nice little actress named Jamie Alexander will be guest starring on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's Jamie Alexander. More commonly known as Lady Seif. That will be awesome and kind of weird and awesome. Yeah, all of those things. She's a secondary character in the Thor movie, but she's going to be a primary character in S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe. She's going to be the main point of the movie, we presume, or the episode, we presume. Oh, probably. If she's not, I'd be surprised. Yeah, exactly. But that, I wonder if it's going to have to do with Rage 6. Could be. We've already had a little Asgard there, which then we didn't get any follow-up on, so... Yeah, I could see it following up on that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, Other casting, Stanley will be making a cameo. (laughs) Once per season. (laughs) And uh, Bill Paxton will be around for a four-episode arc, apparently. Wow. So we've got big things coming. Yeah. Nice. That, that looks good. I'm more excited for that. So I like the way these yeah. episodes have been going. Like since the midseason break, they really up their games. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. It's good to see. Awesome. So uh, join us next week for the episode titled Tracks. And by next week, I mean two weeks from now, three weeks from now. February 4th is when it airs. So it will be... February 4th. Is it because of the Super or the playoffs or whatever? I'm assuming that and also production schedule. Or Um, maybe the Winter Olympics? Oh, yeah. That's a thing that's happening next week. That is not a thing that we'll be watching. You're not going to watch curling? You should watch curling. I'm going to watch the shit out of curling. Yeah! I do kind of like curling. It's weirdly hypnotic. Colson Lives Podcast is an autological media productions podcast. Leave us feedback at colsonlivespodcast.blogspot.com or send us an email at colsonlivespodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash colsonlivespodcast and rate and review us on iTunes. As always, thank you for listening and feel free to check out our other podcasts at almppodcast.blogspot.com or by following the links at the Colson Lives page. Blogs, websites, podcasts, to this place, the The Mainframe Chronicle, our format, podcasters, to analyze and discuss, to discuss the shows we love, their strengths and flaws, we discuss them until our jobs ache.
software pirates. Oh, this is bad. This is very bad. Megabyte hit a delete command in the mask, just like you said. Only you didn't know because I should have copied and pasted the truth from the start. I am the Crimson Dino. So many moods. So little time. Hmm. Be careful, young Enzo. Remember that anything worthwhile takes time. Aye, sir! Aye, aye! What we have here is a failure to network. Well, get to work, you two. I don't keep you around for your brains now, do I? No, sir! Not a brains! Absolutely not! The monkeys are restless, and my dog has fleas. Over. This is gonna take millions and millions of nanoseconds! This might even take one whole second! They say the listener lives outside the net. And listens to podcast. No one knows for sure. But, but we, we intend to find out. out. Mainframe Chronicle. Join us as we explore the world of Mainframe and the adventures of Bob, Dot, and Enzo in the Mainframe Chronicle podcast. You can find us at mainframechronicle.blogspot.com, on Twitter at mfchronicle, or on Facebook and iTunes by searching Mainframe Chronicle Podcast. The Emerald Archer, the Battling Bowman, Ali, whatever name you know him by, he is best known as Oliver Queen, the billionaire playboy who was stranded on an island for five years, forcing him to become the Arrow. Join us as we follow his journey to clean up the mess his father helped create in Starling City. I am Daniel Janes. I'm Chris O'Neill. I'm Laurel Murs. And I'm Rudy Schubach. And you should check out Rogue Arrow Podcast, where we talk about the CW show Arrow. You can find us at roguearrow.blogspot.com or by searching iTunes or Facebook for Rogue Arrow Podcast.